So we talked about this rise in anxiety and we're talking about one way to help our children and ourselves. You know, I think we talked about parental anxiety. It's the same conversation in many ways, isn't it? It's to be clear on your values and to really come back to, you know, what are the skills that I am trying to instill in my child around confidence and self-belief? And how do we actually do that. If someone's like, yes, I'm on board. I want to help my teenager, let's say, develop more resilience. You know, when they do something wrong, they're having a meltdown. You know, they're feeling really anxious about a friendship or whatever it is. How does a parent actively step in and support to build those resilience muscles? There's probably two things that I would say. The first one is just check in on ourselves and shift our focus away from fixer to more coaching. Let me give you an example. So let's say your child comes home and they say, oh, nobody played with me at playtime. I was all on my own. Now that triggers our own inner child and whatever that moment might have been when we were in the playground and felt that we're on our own. And of course, as parents, we don't want to see our children in pain. We don't want that. So Quite often, before we realise it, we've gone into fix-it mode. So why did you not go and play with so-and-so? Did you not speak to a teacher? The first thing that I would say is if we want to build resilience, it's about our children feeling that they are capable of resolving their own problems. First thing is being able to recognise that we might not be able to have that conversation with them immediately. If they're in that full emotional brain and they're feeling overwhelmed, help them unpack, help them get it all out, the tears, the tantrums, anything that they need to do. And then when they've gone from emotional brain and they're a little bit more charged up, and that might mean that you don't have the conversation immediately, but just say to them, you're going to come back to it. Then have a conversation about, I could see that that really upset you and you felt very alone, that nobody cared. If that was to happen again, what might you be able to do? What might you do next time? So you're beginning to encourage them to think about what they can do for themselves, rather than this idea that we need to tell them what to do. Because again, the whole definition of resilience is the ability to bounce back from setback. So that was a setback. Let's now think about how can we bounce back? So that would be the first bit that I would say is a crucial bit. And then the other bit, which helps with confidence, resilience, and in terms of anxiety, and it's the same for us anyway, is I think it's really important that we begin to have those conversations with our children about their internal chatter. So helping them understand that they have an internal dialogue, that it narrates their day. And when they're feeling overwhelmed about something or not feeling particularly confident, that chatter can be particularly loud, that sort of nobody wants to play with me. I'm not liked. I can't ask that person because they might not say yes. If I do that and it doesn't go to plan, then they'll laugh at me. It's helping them understand what is that narrative that comes up in the situations that our children feel overwhelmed or don't feel that they can cope and helping them understand that there's two sides. There's that critic, the inner ogre. Some books will talk about it being the inner bully, but there's that side of the chatter, but there's also an alternative side, which is the voice of their cheerleader, their best self, their best friend, which isn't rah, rah. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You can do anything. That's the pragmatic side that says, I know this feels really scary, but there are people here to help you. I know you feel like you can't do this, but you did something similar. And once you got started, you were all right. So it's helping them, first of all, be able to identify that chatter from the inner critic. And it isn't about that's negative and this is positive. It's much more about let's identify what's holding us back. What's that belief system in that narrative? And how could we look at it in a different way? 
How would you start to introduce that? So I've got a seven-year-old. How would you start to introduce that idea of voices in heads? I think certainly seven-year-old, absolutely prime time to have that. Just talk about we all have these little conversations. So particularly when they're coming to you, and that doesn't even necessarily mean that it's something that they're anxious about, but something that's upset them. Just say we all have these little chat, 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 chat in our head. And you might be thinking right now, I'm so cross that you've said it's time to go to bed because it's not fair and I was really enjoying this and I don't see why I should go to bed now. So that they're beginning, it doesn't need to be a big kind of conversation, but it's beginning to drip feed this notion that we have these little conversations in our head. It's really normal and it's being able to recognize what that is because quite often with children who struggle, who are anxious, that's the bit that prevents them from falling asleep at night because that chatter becomes so loud that they can't switch it off. So the sooner we have those conversations, the easier it is. 